Last year, lawmakers signaled they planned to eliminate the position of DOD's chief management officer unless they saw a good reason not to. Well, the Senate apparently has not. The version of the defense authorization bill the Senate Armed Services Committee released this week would give DOD two years to get rid of the CMO's office. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has been digging through the new bill, and he joins me now to talk about just what's latest in the congressional moves to reorganize the Pentagon. And Jared, let's start with the CMO office. This looks like it really is it and congressional follow through. Yes. uh, In the NDA, as you mentioned, in the 2020 NDAA, there was some language in there just very strongly indicating that it was Congress's intent to eliminate the CMO. This bill actually would do that. It would abolish the chief management officer by September 30th of 2022. So DOD would have a little bit of time to figure out what to do with um, with some of the functions that the CMO performs today. Um, it would have to submit a report to Congress 45 days before that September 30th date, explaining how it wants how it wanted to do that. So the department would have a fair amount of discretion in figuring out what to do. Uh, with with the CMO uh, during that time. But, you know, I I think one thing that's worth pointing out here is this position has not existed for very long. It was it's only stood up uh, February 1st of 2018. And you'll remember back, this was part of the 2017 NDAA, the exact same section of law that made a lot of different reforms, organizational changes to the Pentagon's top organizational structure. That was the same bill that split what was then the Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition Technology and Logistics into two separate undersecretaries, acquisition and sustainment, and research and engineering. So again, position has not been in place for all that long. On the other hand, there seems to be a very broad consensus that this position has not done what Congress intended it to do, nor has the deputy chief management officer position that came before the CMO, which is to really have one senior official who focuses full-time on business transformation and works on those issues and, and and tries to make some progress in in getting uh, getting the Pentagon more optimized like a private sector organization. There has been that person in, in in a lot of cases, but as the Defense Business Board pointed out, it's been vacant 45% of the time, which is part of the reason they point out that the office has probably been less effective than Congress hoped it would be. And off it goes into the bin for DOD trivia then. Anything to replace it or what else are they looking at in terms of uh, management as they move into the new bill? They are not saying a lot about it. They're not extremely prescriptive. So the the Again, it requires DOD to come up with a report describing how it would redistribute these functions. And again, I think part of the issue here is there are a lot of functions. The the initial statutory language that created the CMO really just included four things, all of which were uh, business-related, managing the business operations of the department, creating policies across DOD to, to optimize optimize the building for business transformation, uh, be the principal advisor to the secretary in business operations, and importantly, direct the military services on business matters. And that's that's part of where that's part of where this office got hung up, because even though nominally it is the number three ranking position in the Department of Defense, just below the uh, the deputy secretary and the secretary of defense, again, according to the Defense Business Board, it was never really seen that way. It was it never had the sure. institutional heft to direct change. So and, and again, that same report gave basically three options for DOD and Congress to consider 
when they got rid of the chief management officer. One was to create kind of a CMO-like position, but call it a principal undersecretary of defense for business transformation. And that person would really just focus on business activities and get rid of what the board viewed as, as a lot of extraneous activities that have been layered on to CMO in the past several years. I mean, for example, at some point, the chief management officer got handed the responsibility for managing the Pentagon itself, meaning the building, the physical plant. Um, and, and and that was you know not, not really in line with what Congress originally intended. They also got responsibility for managing the armed forces retirement home for some reason. There, there's a lot of things like that. So this, this new undersecretary would have focused just on business issues. The other option they gave is set up two separate deputy secretaries of defense one for resources and management and another one for strategy and policy. The third one is kind of most like what the Senate Armed Services Committee is doing here, which is emphasize that the deputy secretary is the chief operating officer of the department and, and give a lot of those management responsibilities explicitly to the deputy secretary and then redistribute a lot of the functions that the, the CMO performs today. But again, this bill would give DOD itself a lot of discretion to decide exactly where those functions would go, which, which officials throughout the department would perform those other functions. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. And what else is in that bill from the Senate? Almost like a fatara for management at the, uh, at the Defense Department. And is this something the brass wanted also, the, the leadership of the Defense Department itself? Were they ready to heave-ho this management office? There's been very little comment on that, but all indications have been no. If anything, um, Secretary Esper has, has seemed supportive of the CMO and, and, for example, has given Lisa Hirschman, the current chief management officer, the responsibility for going across all of the defense agencies and field activities to try to find efficiencies and and, and, and build a new budget that, that reflects all of those all of those defense agencies in, in one place. So it's it's not, you know, there, there are no indications that the current leadership of the department is interested in or excited about relegating the CMO's office to the, the, the dustbin of history here. And in that regard, you have reported on a couple of recent resignations from one of the very offices in research and engineering that is being affected by this change. Yeah, as we mentioned earlier, that research and engineering undersecretary, it was one of the ones that was created by the same statute that created the CMO. And we found out this week that both Michael Griffin, the Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering, and his principal deputy, Lisa Porter, are both going to be uh, are both going to be resigning in the coming weeks. Just just the latest in high-level resignations across DOD. There have been three or four of them in just in recent weeks. The department has not commented on the reasons behind any of them, so it's difficult to speculate if there is a unifying theme. It may just be that we're getting close to the end of an administration and people are deciding to go do other things. But, but Griffin has been serving in that position since 2018 when it was first created at the same time the CMO's office was created. But again, big leadership gap at the top of that undersecretariat with both both of its Senate-confirmed officials now gone. I guess maybe the overarching issue is that the management problems with DOD have been persisting decade after decade, spending transparency, redundancy in the Pentagon and all of those fourth estate agencies. The list goes on and on. And they've tried all these different structures to try to get at it. And with people in them, you have to feel like if you're a farmer trying to change things, that your plow will scour through the Pentagon and apparently nobody has been able to make their plow scour. 
Yeah, I, I think that's right. And, and a lot of people who are much smarter than me have, have pointed out many times over the years that one of the issues there is that Congress tends to want to, you know, enact reforms year after year after year. And, and at some point, you just got to create a structure, leave it in place long enough to see if it actually works. Again, 2018 is not that long ago. This The CMO structure and the ATNL split has not been in place for a very long time. So it, it, there's some argument to be made that you need to give the department itself time to coalesce around these organizational changes before you, you know, just just keep making them every every, you know, in two year cycles. Yeah, it takes four years just to put new gas in an aircraft carrier. <laughs> yes, that's right. Not gas in that case. But Not yes, quite gasoline, fuel. but yeah, yeah, you get the idea. All right. Well, Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, and I can trust you're going to be digging through that bill further, looking for all the nuggets. There's plenty to dig through, yes. All right. Check out his latest story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target Red Card, you'll save 5% every day, in-store and online. Find the red card that's right for you, whether it's debit, credit, or Target's new Red Card Reloadable, which doesn't require an existing bank account or credit check. With Target Red Card, you'll get exclusive deals and free shipping on most items. Visit Target.com slash Red Card to get all the details. It's always a great day to save. Restrictions apply. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.